Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. All right, y'all. I'm going to be honest. I cannot stop thinking about Cozy, which is some of the most thoughtfully designed furniture made for modern living that I've ever seen. And we have talked about Cozy's beautiful products before, but I really want to harp on the Cozy experience itself. Because not only is the delivery fast and free, but the purchasing process itself is actually fun. As someone who is notoriously bad at making decisions and commitments to things, the fact that Cozy allows me to fully customize pieces and to then physically see them in my space through an augmented reality, well, they fully eliminated my fear of commitment. And when I say the furniture itself is so elegant, I mean it. Everything is carefully designed in Canada with the intention to enhance any space with high quality products at a fair price. So transform your living space today with Cozy. Visit Cozy.com to start customizing your furniture today. That's C-O-Z-E-Y dot com. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. A lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. I know I do. But I think it's equally as important to know what you do with that time if you had it. But learning how to prioritize what's important to me didn't come naturally. It's taken a lot of wonderful, loving people, including a couple of really great therapists, to get me there. Now, I've said it before and I'll say it again. I do believe the world would be so much better if everyone had access to a good therapist that did the right thing for them. But until we get to my perfect utopia, I will never stop searching for ways to make self-help and therapy and life improvement more accessible. So if you have personally been thinking of starting therapy, maybe BetterHelp is the right thing for you. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. And ideally, if you find the right match for you, we can all learn how to make time for what makes us really happy. Visit betterhelp.com slash makeyourbed today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com slash makeyourbed. Good morning, sunshine. Welcome to another day of the Make Your Damn Bed podcast. When was the last time you scheduled in or planned to integrate happiness with intentionality into your day? Do you write joyful things on your to-do list? Are you considering how to make your day more joyful while you're thinking through shit in the shower or on your drive to work? There's a reason I can make endless episodes on this shit, and I have and I will forever, It's because happiness is something we have to work for and account for and pay attention to and be intentional about. Barbara Fredrickson, who's a social psychologist, says, When you're young, older people orchestrate your enjoyment of life. Your parents keep you entertained. In college, your friends make sure you're okay. But after that, the scaffolding of having a good time is taken away. And nobody is telling you how to provide that for yourself. And it makes it more tricky that we're growing up and have other responsibilities like a job or kids or bills or all of the above in varying forms and combinations. But one perk of this 
is that it makes us very appreciative of the little bit of joy we do get or the time that we get to spend on joy. I found a time story by Ellen Seedman from The Science of Happiness. She says, mercifully, big, costly, splashy events aren't really what bring bliss. And as we get older, we tend to find more ordinary treats just as joy-inducing as extraordinary ones. And studies confirm this. Researchers at Dartmouth and the University of Pennsylvania say with age, the authors speculate, we are more aware of how fleeting time is, so we're particularly likely to relish everyday bright spots. And in this particular article by Ellen, written in 2017, she collected top positive psychologist advice and ways of infusing your day with pleasure. And she says to consider this a pick and choose list. So I'll include some other updated research in this longer list, but I'll include the original list in the show notes as always, if you're interested. I do believe the starting point is pretty general though, that it shouldn't feel like work. Having a can-do positive mindset that happiness is an achievable and recognizable goal not only makes achieving that goal easier, but it makes it more realistic. People who are told to listen to music and attempt to feel happier had a great boost in happiness over a two-week period than those instructed only to relax as they listened to the same upbeat tunes. And this study was from the Journal of Positive Psychology. But it comes down to motivation. Just like most things, our mindset can make or break the experience. And as annoying as it may seem, you can turn into a glass half full type. And it doesn't matter that other people project their own insecurities about that onto you. Choosing happiness is not only a gift to yourself and the people around you, but it does make everything easier. And truly, fuck the science on it. It just seems obvious to me. And don't get me wrong, pessimism seems obvious too. But after embodying both lifestyles, I can honestly say, why the hell wouldn't you work a little harder to be a little more effective and have a better time while doing it? The perks are resounding. As long as we remember, being an optimist and a hopeful person is not ignoring the reality. It just means being able to pay attention to it long enough to do something about it. Because in my experience, when I'm feeling hopeless, there's not a chance in hell I'm going to stand up and do what's right because it feels hopeless. Why would I waste the energy? But the world is changed by those of us who believe in the power of change. And so if you've ever doubted or felt guilty about becoming a glass half full, hopeful, trying their best to see the best in a very dark and scary world type, well, guess what, buddy? I'm telling you right now, it's the right thing to do, especially if it motivates you to affect change. And it doesn't mean you can't go on the occasional pessimistic rant. It just means that you need to practice trying to see everyday chores as something that can be joyful so that when the real world hits and bad shit happens that kills your buzz, you're able to appropriately and effectively address it because you didn't waste all your pity party energy on something petty. Now, here's the thing. Researchers do believe that genetics are behind about 50% of our variation in happiness levels among you and your neighbors. And that life circumstances do account for what they're saying is 10%, but I'm assured it's more if your life circumstances suck right now. But that does still leave a lot of percentage up to us, even if we're maxing out all those other levels. And naturally, when we're talking about general happiness, 
If you have things like clinical depression, there is nothing wrong with needing medicine to address that. This is more of a generalized mindset thing that can have an impact on how you're living your life and how you feel in that process. And there is a lot of research that confirms our mental health is just like our physical health. If you want to be happier, you need to work out those muscles and focus on creating those neural pathways to be a more comfortable path for your thoughts and behaviors than the current path it's on, which may lead towards a more pessimistic or hopeless attitude at this very moment. And again, don't get me wrong. If you like your pessimism and it actually motivates you to get out of bed and do shit out of spite, that fires me up sometimes too. But for the most part, changing my mindset about how I have to do shit in real time is a general practice that I find to be easier than it used to be, but something that I'm constantly practicing in my day to day, whether that be with chores, work, or going out. Things I used to dread, I find so much more joy in. And it's a constant reminder. Motivation and inspiration isn't something that comes naturally to all of us. So tomorrow, I'll share some actionable specific strategies from these different psychologists. But for now, I want you to really sit in what makes you happy. Mull it over, think about it. And next time that you find yourself overthinking for the worst or dreading something, Try to redirect, if you can remember to, into a more conscientious state of mind so you can address it from a more curious or joyful place. And not everything will be able to be addressed like that, but if there's a way you can bring some gratitude or appreciation into certain circumstances, chances are you're going to approach them in a way that you feel better about. And I'll be damned if that's not what I'm going for in my own life. And if I could offer some of that to y'all, that's the dream. All right. Anyway, enough rambling today. I love you so much. I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day and I'll talk to you tomorrow while you make your damn bed. Bye, cutie.